0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. I am Mr. Warren Hayes, and this is specifically the NWA Power recap that is happening for where we're going to be talking about the January 7th edition of NWA Power that just just immediately happened because, yes, I, I'm recording this uh, in, immediately after it happened. And why am I recording this immediately after it happened? Well, because... Because that's how I roll (laughs) because it's all fresh because you want to get you want to get in the you want to get that 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 energy that that spontaneousness into it plus plus I want to thank everyone for 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 watching right now but if you were or are a member a supporter of the Mr. Warren Hayes show over on patreon.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes if you are a a power pal of the show if you're on the power pal tier well you get to join in live For this recording, plus you get access to this a full day before everyone else does. So early access, live recording, live chat, whoop-dee-doop-dee-doo. It's just wow, wonky, wonky bonkers. (laughs) That's right. So, uh, but don't worry. I mean, so, you know, if you ever do want to consider supporting the Mr. Warren Hay Show and getting extra content, well, you can do that. Otherwise, you can sit back here and enjoy. You can still support the Mr. Warren Hay Show on Patreon as well. There's a a basic entry tier level at $2 per month. And that's just to show your appreciation for everything I do. And I really appreciate that you show me appreciation. (laughs) What, I mean, the important thing is that we are here today to talk about NWA Power once again. Because that stuff is fantastic. Just finished another show. The sh- the uh, second show. Second show of uh, 2020. Where it starts with a recap of last week. Where Nick, Nick Aldis basically chinged out of his NWA uh, TV title tournament spot. Against Tim Storm. He gave it up to Royce Isaacs. Who... Uh, who, who lost miserably against against Tim Storm who advances in the tournament but then uh, as the show officially starts as we actually get into some to some real action Tim, Tim Storm comes out and he says that his next opponent for the uh for the the tag team tournament uh, for the excuse me for the TV title tournament is going to be drawn blind now I'm a little I don't know I I thought I understood the rules of the TV title tournament, but I don't. Clearly, I don't. I don't understand what's going on because Storm says it could be anyone. It could be an NWA legend or it could be someone from another promotion. And he weighed a little heavily on that. I think it, personally, it's just a swerve, but you, you never know because we did get a surprise at the end of the show nonetheless. And... Um, Tim Storm says the NWA fans deserve to see Nick Aldis versus Tim Storm last week. And he blames Aldis for the match not happening. And almost as if on cue, Camille comes out and she grabs the microphone out of... I think it was Joe... I, I don't remember if it was Marquez or Gali. I'm sorry. But she grabs the microphone out of his hand, whoever he is. And... Um, and she brings it up to her to her mouth as if she was supposed to, as if she's supposed to speak, right? But you know the drill by now. You know what happens. She doesn't speak. Camille doesn't talk. She just, that's not her thing. But Tim uh, Tim Storm goes off on her though, and he wants to know what uh, what's going on in Nick Aldus's head. That's what he wants to know. He wants to know what's going on in that brain of his. How can he be the face of the company, Tim Storm says. How can he be the face of the company, Nick Aldis? If he no-shows the main event, what kind of sicko champion does that? And he asks Camille, is that is that because Nick Aldis is a coward and she just slaps him across the face? Wham! Mama Storm's baby boy has got the taste whooped out of him. Just flew out of his mouth. I think. I think. This is what I want to see now. This is what I want to see. I want to see Mama Storm versus Camille. NWA. You're listening. I know you are. Book it you cowards. Make it happen. That's a money match if I ever heard one. Uh, Then we get some more drawings for uh, the name pickings. For the TV title uh, tournament. Turns out that. Dave and Zane Dawson are going to be fighting each other next week. And Tom Latimer is going to be fighting uh, Trevor Murdoch as well. So the tournament moves on. We have another qualifier for the TV title tournament uh, this evening. Zicky Dice against Caleb Conley. Caleb Conley slowly turning into one of my favorite wrestlers on, uh, on power right now. That kid is very very good in fact he's so good that he's in control early on he hits a great drop kick on ziki dice some chops in the back body drop as well um he uh hits a nice slingshot slingshot head scissors as well a leg sweep and a senton covers dice who kicks out a two Dice then catches Conley off off a a leap. I think it was jumping off the top or the second turnbuckle or something. Catches him into a bear hug and I start groaning, but oh no, no, he doesn't stay long in the bear hug. Zicky Dice transforms that bear hug into a nice Northern Light suplex with the bridge, but Conley kicks out at two. Dice uh, fails a corner cannonball on Conley. Conley starts punching him down. Face wash kick in the corner. But Dice fights back and he's able to hit the Snake Rattle and Roll Neckbreaker for the win. Well, what are you gonna do? This was this this was a, a good match. This was a fun match. Um, and Conley was in control for the vast majority of it. He got all the offense and and you know and it's okay because that's what that's what Zicky Dice's character is. He's supposed to be like he's supposed to be like this this. I guess this coward in a certain way who, uh, you know, this, the, the kind of heel that doesn't get any offense in, but then all of a sudden at the end just twist things around and is able to pull out a pin out of nowhere. That's his thing. He's just, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. So, uh, so it's fine. It's fine. But I feel like Caleb Conley is a guy you can get behind very, very easily because he's ex- God, he's really really crisp in the ring. Everything he does is precise and good. I sort of wonder if the NWA is 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 a fit for him. I feel like he'd be uh well he'd be better served uh in uh, in a promotion where they're with smaller guys, lighter guys who can be as athletic as he can be. I feel kind of feel like he's uh, holding back. Chris Nashley in the chat says LOL, Zicky Dice. You got to appreciate a name like Zicky Dice. I I like it. He's like the, he's the poor man's Michael Hayes is what he is. Next, there's an interview with my boys, my spirit creatures, shooter Aaron Stevens and the question mark. Aaron Stevens of course holding the third degree national title because he is a third degree black belt in Mongrovian karate. And he starts um, he he basically puts down all the other opposition potential opponents that he has saying that he hasn't found the right opponent yet to defend the title. Uh but when he did when he does he will, he puts over the question mark saying that the question mark of course going after the TV title, and they're going to hold all the gold on their end because the question mark is going to win the TV title tournament. Now, what question mark was sitting there in a robe, a a, a nice silken scarf around his neck, fully masked, of course, and with sunglasses. And I was sitting there looking at him, and I'm like, that that right there, that right there is a fashion goal that was amazing to see and i i would love to be able to pull off that kind of look as convincingly and as beautiful beautifully excuse me as uh, as the question mark does next match we had it was Thunder Rosa versus ODB. In my opinion, match of the evening as well. Allison Kaye joined uh, Stu Bennett and Joe Galli on commentary, where she was basically putting over her feud with Melina and Thunder Rosa. Like she's taking saying that Melina manipulated Marty Bell, her best friend Marty Bell, away from her. Uh it's it, so she was putting that over, putting over the fact that, you know, yeah, Thunder Rosa may, may be. Maybe there as well, but, you know, she she's not afraid. She ain't afraid. Rosa starts up with ODB. She ties her up and she tries to take her down, but ODB strikes with a couple of knees. Big forearms to Rosa's chest. Chest? I don't think people have multiple chests yet. We're not that far into human evolution. Some open hand chops as well follow. Rosa fights back with a knife edge chop of her own. And they just start striking at each other. Rosa hits some kicks. ODB with a clothesline take down. Rosa drop toe holds ODB into the ropes. And they reverse in and out of some ground and pound situations. But Rosa takes her down finally with a drop kick. ODB fights back but runs into a boot. Rosa uh, flies off the top rope. But ODB catches her. Sends her up and over into a followaway slam. ODB then goes up top and jumps off. And this was a little awkward as far as the spot went. I think it's just camera positioning that didn't help. But she flies off the, 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 uh, the top rope or the second rope. And, and, and Rosa, I think, just moves away. Because ODB just sort of lands on her feet. And I think she was supposed to have tweaked her knee or something. It wasn't clear. And I'm going to chalk that one up to bad camera work because you didn't quite see what happened. Rosie gets a couple of nice young, nice, strong yes kicks. She avoids a fireman's carry and reverses it into a backstabber. She goes up top and hits the coup de grace on the ODB, on, on ODB's back. She was on all fours. And that's that. I dug this match. I thought it was a lot of fun. And... um you know, I, I was wondering just how much in the tank ODB still had. And quite frankly, I I was surprised at how much she was able to deliver. Like You know, there, I don't feel like uh, Rosa or that Rosa was trying to cover up for her. it. Didn't feel like there were any smoke and mirrors. Of course, you're not going to have a, you're not going to have a technical Kurt Hennig versus Bret Hart masterclass when ODB is in the ring. But everything played off really, really well. Both women worked super well with each other. This was a fun, fun match. Um, And I'm really, I'm really interested to see what else they have uh, going forward with ODB. Because between you and I, ODB has never been my cup of tea. This is just personal, Uh, you know, it's, not a knock on uh, on her on her career, what she's done. This is just very very personal. You know, she's been okay, but never never much interest. You know, I never. I was never really interested in anything she really got. She really did. But I'm looking at her tonight, and I'm like, wow, okay. Either either I've been missing out on something, or uh, either I've been missing out on something, or this uh, or this was uh, this was. Something that I, something that she hasn't done before. I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. I'm I, I I'm I'm going to have to go back and watch some more ODB tapes. Probably won't. But this was a good match. Looking forward to see what else they go on here. What what goes on here between, uh, in the women's division, I should say. Nick Aldis comes out and boy, he's got some heat with the studio crowd in Atlanta. They do not like Nick Aldis. I would say this heel turn is successful. He's got himself some heat. They start uh, calling him a coward. And Aldis plays up to it as well. He takes his time. He goes up to Joe Golly, who pulls out a stack of questions because he's a reporter. He's a journalist. So he's got his questions ready. He's got a stack of questions, and Nick Aldis is like, I know what question you're gonna ask me. And Joe Golly's like, Oh, yeah, well, what's the question there? I want to ask you. And Nick Aldis says, You want to ask me about Camille and why she came out here to slappity slap Tim Stormy Storm. And Joe Golly says, Well, what start with that, Nick Aldis? Tell me about Camille, slappity sleeping, sloppity slooping Tim Stormily Lorman. And Nick Aldis just goes, he tells her that, you know, he this wasn't a swerve, I've been telling you for weeks, folks. Camille is not my insurance policy anymore. She is a full-fledged member of Strictly Business. And he starts talking down Tim Storm, the Rock and Roll Express, saying that Ricky Morton is making a paycheck off of his hard work. Nick Aldis says there's only one place he doesn't go because he's about to wrestle... Uh, an exhibition match, and he says there's only one place he doesn't go six minutes, and that's in the bedroom. <laughs> and he says, "Ask the misses." And uh, rest in peace, Mickey James's mentions tonight. <laughs> poor, poor Mickey. I hope, I hope, I hope Nick gave her. I hope Nick gave her a heads up. You know, it's like he just text her and said, "Hey, babe. By the way." uh you're going to get a whole bunch of mentions on Twitter. Oh really why? uh it's all right. it's all right. <laughs> anyway, he's about to fight Ricky Starks. Um, it's an exhibition match. it's not for the title. there's no real stakes for it um but it is a 605 match uh a little back and forth between them both until Starks get gets a a two count on uh, all off of a roll-up. Aldous catches Starks uh, again and whips him upright and hits a brain buster. He clotheslines Starks down, a few kicks, a follow away slam, covers him, only gets two. Starks fights back with a sling blade, uh, uh, gets uh, Aldous into uh, into a tornado DDT, but Aldous avoids it. Instead, he eats a missile dropkick and Starks covers him, but again, we only get a two. Aldous... Stalls some more and Starks, uh, Aldis stalls, not some more. He stalls for the first time in the match and he goes out uh, outside the ring, which allows Tony Stark, Tony Stark, Ricky Starks. What the hell am I talking about? You got Avengers on the brain? Jeez. Starks topes onto Aldis who was on the outside and keep one thing in mind. And this was a nice toping. Keep one thing in mind. There are no mats outside on the floor in the NWA studio. It's just, it's just like the, is it, it's not, it's not concrete, but it's like, you know, what is it, linoleum? What's that pressed, glazed stuff? If I, look, don't look at me. If I were an architect, you'd think I'd be sitting around doing wrestling podcasts. I'm kidding. I love this. I love what I'm doing. You know, I'm being stupid. You know, I love you guys. Um anyway, but they get back into the ring, all this avoids a moon salt. Uh and uh Starks lands on his uh on his legs, tweaking his knee. This was very clear. It wasn't like what happened earlier on with ODB and 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 Thunder Rosa. I I am not a fan. I am not a fan of the knee tweaking stuff. Remember not that long ago. That happened like every match in WWE. And by God we haven't seen it in a while. And I, it's still too soon. It's still too soon for the tweaked knee spot. I still don't like it. Um, But uh, so all this. Uh, all this comes after him. But uh, Starks is still able to get a small package on Aldis, who kicks out, and he gets the Texas, the Texas cloverleaf onto Starks at, uh, at with about one minute to go in the match. Starks tries to fight out of it. Uh, Aldis is not letting him reach the ropes. Starks is just hanging on, and the crowd is into it. They are buying the time lim- limit thing, which it does reach. We do get a time limit draw here. The, uh, the, the bell rings, match is over. Aldis thinks he's won. But it's a draw, it is a draw. And Ricky Morton comes out and Morton starts asking, he says, why don't you give this kid five more minutes? Why don't you give the, let? are you gonna tell me you're gonna let this kid just hang here? Why don't you give him five more minutes? And he turns to the crowd and said, five more minutes, five more minutes, gets everyone to chat. And I'm like, Ricky Morton, are you the booker? Do you come out here and make matches and stipulations? Ricky, Richard, Richard Morton? Is this your job now in the NWA? You win, you win the tag team titles and then suddenly you can make matches? But this says, no, I'm not giving him five more minutes. He says, I'm not going to give him five more minutes. He 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 didn't beat me and this isn't a charity. So then Morton says, why don't you give me five minutes? And then he gets whips the crowd up into a friend's and I'm like, Morton, you're not the booker. Because the referee's there and he's like, I bet I didn't know. Maybe Mr. Corrigan could come tell me what to do kind of thing. Jeez. Move on to our main event. (laughs) Uh, An alleged triple threat tag team match. Eli Drake and James Storm versus Colt Cabana and Ken Anderson versus the Wild Cards. The wild cards don't show up for the match, so it's just a straight-up tag team match, and I'm okay with that. Um we start off with uh, Colt Cabana and Eli Drake, uh who uh who start off. Cabana exchange a, extends, excuse me, a hand so that uh Drake can shake it. Drake is a little weary. He doesn't shake it, but he fist bumps it. They lock up, there's some Matt Wrestling that follows. An elbow, a snapmare, and an elbow dropped by Drake, who covers but only gets two. Cabana gets back in control, and he tags, uh, and uh, Ken Anderson tags himself in to fight Drake because they don't like each other, Eli Drake and Ken Anderson. And Gold Cabana seems a little off put by uh, Anderson tagging himself in; he wasn't expecting that. Um, but you know, hey, he so he rolls with it; it's fine. But Drake fights fights back with a diving shoulder tackle. Storm gets uh, tagged in double elbows by the uh by the Drake Storm combination. He uh, Storm covers Anderson for two. Head scissors by Storm follows but Anderson takes him down with a flying clothesline. The uh the the uh combination of Anderson and uh um Cabana tag themselves in and out quite a bit. There's an Inziguri by Storm that follows. Um and uh, finally, gets the tag to Eli Drake, who hits a side and leg sweep, a power slam, and a big jumping elbow. Anderson then uses dirty ta- tactics against Drake, but Cabana doesn't want to do anything with those sneaky, sneaky tactics that Ken Anderson is trying to employ to get a quick win here in the match. Cabana is—he's uh, about fair play. That's why he—that's why he wanted to shake first. He wanted a good, clean fight. Drake finally gets Cabana down with some double knees, and uh, knees to the to the face off the, circ- the second turnbuckle, which was a nice spot. Anderson uh, Anderson in the meanwhile runs to the outside as um, as uh, Drake starts crawling over to get the uh, the tag to uh, to Storm, and Anderson takes out Storm. He does something to the knee. We didn't quite see it again. T- the camera work didn't pick it up. But the ref goes out to check on Storm. Meanwhile, back in the ring. Uh, Colt Cabana hits the Superman pin on Drake, but the referee is just outside long enough when the pin it connects that he's he has to get back into the ring to start the count. So he gets all, so so uh, so Drake actually kicks out at two. However, if the ref had been there from the get go, uh, they would have got two, three, and Cabana and Anderson would have won. And Anderson realizes this, and he gets a little mad. He gets a little pissy, if we're being honest. And he goes after the rest. He starts arguing with the ref and he puts his hands on the referee. And what does the referee do? Throws the match. Says, no, DQ, you're done, son. Hit the bricks. You don't touch a referee. There's a whole bunch of people out there in Twitter land who would probably very much appreciate uh who uh, we very much appreciate a referee standing up for himself like this and not being tossed around by the talent and calling a match like that. So Cabana and Anderson are disqualified. Drake and Storm win. And after the match, um Cabana is steamed. He's not he's not happy. Keeps telling Ken Anderson, you're better than this, man. You're better than this. He's disappointed, he's angry, he's he's not content with how the match turned out, and honestly, who can blame him? I wouldn't be. This was a good match, this was fun. I'm going to tell you, uh, James Storm is ridiculously underrated. Uh, ridiculously underrated. He's very, very good at what he does. He does big men. He does things that a man his size and his age should not necessarily be doing, but he's doing it because he loves what he does. And that's fantastic. That's something I can get behind. Eli Drake is someone that the NWA has to put all of their energy behind. You know, this is something that Impact waffled on. And couldn't quite seal the deal here. But man, I'm telling you, Eli Drake in NWA, he is in his element. He looks so good. Cold Cabana, fantastic. Especially if they're booking him as like this uh, very honorable babyface. I think it'll work great. Ken Anderson does nothing for me. Nothing. I'm going to tell you, even when he was Mr. Kennedy in WWE, or, uh, where... Was he didn't do much for me? Thought his promos were good. I think those were fun. The microphone gimmick was cool. But this is a guy that's never ever clicked. And out of the three guys who worked tonight, uh, his was uh, the uh, his was the the I wouldn't say the sloppiest, but it was the least performance heavy. Let's put it that way. And it's kind of the same judgment I reserved to him at his match and into the fire versus Eli Drake. That Drake had a, Drake tried to pull a good match out of him and he tried his best, God bless him. I don't know, man. Ken Anderson's not doing it for me. And then that's the thing. When you have guys like Eli Drake and James Storm and who could instantly be credible as top level world championship contenders... When you have guys underneath like Ricky Starks uh like Ricky Starks like um uh, like Caleb Conley I don't know why you're wasting time on on a guy like Ken Anderson. I really really don't. And uh we think that the show is over but strictly business come out. Nick Aldis wants to explain why wild cards Weren't involved in the match, and that's because he can giveth and he can taketh away, right? That's what you, I think the can, can is, is superfluous, right? He giveth and he taketh away. That's more like it. Uh, he says it wasn't in the best interest of strictly business to participate in that match since there were uh, with with such thugs. I'm like, okay. Um, and, uh, he would like to invite the rock and roll express in for a chat, which they oblige, of course, um, which they oblige. Of course, Robert Gibson is wearing a, a, um, is wearing a t-shirt that says loyalty is a hoax and boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy. I, there are a bunch of people. Bunch of wrestling fans out there that I would love to give that t-shirt to. Phewhoo, boy. Anyway. Aldous is talking about setting up a match. Team Morton versus Team Aldous. A six-man tag. If Morton's team wins the match, he gets a shot at the NWA Championship. Uh and um, and if um yeah, so that's basically it. If he, if his team wins, he gets a title shot. Oh, but as Aldis says, uh, don't get yourself all worked up over nothing there, uh, Richard Morton. Uh, you know, you may think you're the booker, but you're not going to be able to place yourself in this match. I'm not going to be in the match. You're not going to be in the match. So you find yourself three dudes, and I'll find myself three dudes. Uh, you know, you'll probably have Robert Gibson, Uh, find yourself two other guys I might as for me I'll have the wild card plus a third person and he literally says now who's the third man brother (laughs) and he does the he does the Hulk Hogan (laughs) that got a good chuckle out of me and who is the third man who is the third man we're not going to wait for weeks to get that big reveal the third man is Scott Steiner Scott Steiner. Now <clears throat> I love the NWA right now. I think it I think I think they put on some of the most compelling weekly wrestling shows. I think it's super easy to watch. It's a you know it's a good time. Pace is still super quick. I love I love I love the concept of the NWA. It's working, it's clicking. Women's division is super good. But I mean. Not too long ago. They had. They had Marty Skrull show up. After a pay-per-view on an episode of power. And I was saying, you know, here's the good thing is that NWA still shows that shows that despite the fact that they want to be old school and that they have, you know, the Rock and Roll Express hanging around and being tag champions and uh, having some old WWE guys hanging around, they're, they're still able to show that they are part, that they understand still where the business is heading, where it's going, who's hot. That's why, you know, getting a guy like, Uh, getting a guy like uh, Marty Skrull on just demonstrated that to me. I was like, okay, well, they're still connected. You know, Scott Steiner, better, for better, for worse, I don't know what he has to contribute. I mean, if this is just a couple of appearances and then he's done, I'm fine with that. You know, I don't know when they're going to do the six-man tag. I don't know if it's going to be next week or the week before. I don't think it's going to be on the pay-per-view, or is it? I don't know. But I'm not terribly stoked about this. And I think they need to lean lean off the legends a little bit, especially when it's guys like Scott Steiner, who is another guy who can be very volatile. Now, at some point, I'm gonna stop feeling sorry for the for the NWA. You know, they hired Jim Cornette. You know, they know what they're getting themselves into. Molina got into some hot water, nothing too serious. You know, Dave Marquez sort of had a little had a little uh, had a little thing a couple of weeks ago as well. And now you're getting Scott Steiner. Now, here's another guy. Here's another guy that if you give him a live mic, you're in trouble. You. You're potentially opening opening yourself up to to garbage. So you know they're <laughs> playing with fire, <laughs> and at some point I'm going to start stop stop feeling sorry for them if they're going to keep bringing on these weirdos. I don't know. I uh, reserve judgment, but it's not something that I get excited about. I'm more like uh, I don't think I don't think they're helping their cause. And I don't think, I think they have to stop. They they have to try to lean less into the past and move forward. Like I said in the match before, you have three guys who can, two guys who can instantly be put up as a legitimate contender for the NWA championship, the world title uh and and be credible threats and have a great match. They have to leave the Tim Storm thing to the side. I'm okay if he goes after the the TV title that that that's fine. But I Nick Aldis being in a feud with Ricky Morton is a little weird. Scott Steiner coming in to back up is a little weird. You know, it doesn't this does not feel fresh. It doesn't feel exciting and new. I'm kind of like mm. I'm reserving judgment. I'm not calling out. I'm not sitting here and saying NWA is uh, TNA 2.0 at this point. Because it ain't. That it ain't. But we'll see. This, look, don't get me wrong. Let, not, let's let not finish this on a sour note. This was a fun episode of NWA Power. Really, really fun. thought the matches were all were uh, fun to good. Uh, I thought that the women's match was particularly real, real good. Um, you should, you should check it out. It's a fun show. There's no reason why you shouldn't watch it. It really, uh, there's really no reason why you shouldn't watch it this week. It was a lot of fun. Lots of storylining, some good stuff per usual. No big surprise there, but you know what? Isn't a big surprise. That's about time to write wrap it up because I, I'm done recapping the show. Cause so it's not really a surprise. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank you all for, for joining me this e- this evening live or uh whenever you uh whenever you can listen to this, either on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes or on your favorite podcast application, because this is because it will be available everywhere. But remember, if you want to join me live during the recording of this show and 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 chat, join the chat here or just have early access to this video before everyone else does consider supporting the Mr. Warren Hayes show at youtube.com, excuse me, at patreon.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. The Power Pal tears get access to this and a whole bunch of other goodies, so be sure to check that out. I will be back, uh, well, this Wednesday, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, on Fightful for the Wednesday Night Wars podcast, then Thursday with my own show. Got a busy week ahead of me. Ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you all so much for joining me.